Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Talking About the Big Stuff podcast with Michael Cole. Uh, today, I have a special guest with me. My wife, Sarah, is here. Hello. So I thought that uh, for this episode, we would talk about marriage since uh, we are married. We've been married eight years. Um, In September? Yep. It'll be less than a little more than two weeks until uh, our eight year anniversary. Um, and I thought that this was a good time for us to to record especially uh our son is at his first day of school and I, we took the day off to to see him off to school and and um so it was a good day for us to record because we won't have him coming in even though he really really wants to interrupt the podcast every time I'm editing he comes in and he does uh one of those horn noises bam 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 and he um he, he says, did I interrupt your podcast? And I'm like, I'm editing. So no, you didn't. Because I, <laughs> I don't record with him in the house. All right. So let's get let's dive right in. Um, so uh, one of the reasons I thought that we would talk about marriage today is uh, I don't think, can you know, I think we're both happy with our marriage, but I don't think that either of us is particularly traditional in our thoughts on marriage. So I thought that would be interesting for listeners. Yeah. Um, going before we got married, what were your thoughts on marriage? I definitely thought that after we got married, our relationship would somehow feel different. Um, that's one of the big things that since we got married, um, I think, you know, you may have a little bit more commitment towards each other, but you know, your day-to-day relationship really doesn't change at all. Um, I never felt like the need to get married, but, you know, for the right person, I was definitely interested in marriage. Yeah, and then you settled for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I was probably the one who pushed for marriage harder before we got married. Um, I always wanted, as a kid, to be married. I... I had like pretty much only successful marriages as role models and so I just thought that's what you did. Um and so you know, I, I remember at some point after we got engaged before eh, maybe after we got married, but definitely after we got engaged, you said if we had never gotten engaged, we would be living life basically the exact same way yeah. that we are. I I don't know that I believed that then. Um, I think that I believe that now. Um, the the we only also dated for a decent amount of time before we got engaged. Yeah, we and were almost we were two... almost together for four years before we were married. Yeah, we were, we dated for almost two and a half years before we got engaged, and then we were engaged for about a year and a half before we got married. So we were we had been together almost four years when we got married. Yeah. Um, I think the only big difference, you know, we were, we moved in after we got engaged. So that was a big change more so than marriage. That was, you know, like when we got engaged, we graduated college a couple months later and then I moved in three weeks after graduation. And I think that was a bigger diff. That was the biggest change until Logan came along, I think. Um, but I also, yeah. I think that you, when you know, I agree with the idea that we would basically be in the same spot we're in right now. The one difference is, I think, that our families accept everything because we're married. 
um, you know, in, in our individual interactions, I don't think that it changes things that much. But I think that when we're talking, when we're, you know, you're able to go on vacation with me, with my family, and and I don't and I I don't know if we had had a kid and weren't married if that would be, I don't know. I have no idea where we would be in that regard. I know that they would not be happy if we had had a kid before getting married, but that was a big deal before. It's less of a big deal to me now, I guess, which is easy to say once you're married, but. Right. I would say another thing, maybe that played into me not, you know, needing to feel rushed to get engaged was, you know, I was pretty young. Like yeah. when we met, I was 22 and then got engaged at 24. So I was still, you know. Yeah. Somewhat young to be getting married and. Yeah. I remember, so we got married two days after Sarah's 26th birthday, and she already had the job she has now when we got married, um, but I remember, I don't remember if you had insurance on your own at that point. Yeah, I did. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, because I remember being like, because we hadn't Cause really. Because we were actually in that bracket where they changed it to 26 after we had already had to come off when we were, I think, 21 or uh-huh. no longer a student. Do you remember that? The law changed. Yeah, I remember that because I was about three or four weeks shy of of turning 26 when the law changed. But I'm four years older, so I didn't know if that ever affected you. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't remember. I mean, that's the nice thing about uh, being together so long is that it. I literally don't remember. It feels like trying to remember some rule from when you're a child. Like I don't have, a, have, have yeah. any memory of it. So has... How much has your your view changed? You know, obviously it changed. Or obviously you had one set of thoughts on marriage beforehand. Now that, you know, we've been married, I'd say, long enough that it's not a whim mm-hmm. anymore. So, like, I feel like we've we've settled into some stuff. I feel like people take it seriously after a certain period of time. You know, other people take our... Now that we're at that point, do, what do you think... Uh, about marriage as a as a whole as as an institution i would say that uh the biggest way that my mind has changed is just that when, you know when you're going through difficult times i think it you know gives you more reason to work through those issues um i think you know you realize like you have a foundation that you've built and you know it's worth kind of like you know making sure that you're communicating and, you know, not letting issues kind of linger and not be addressed until they turn into bigger things. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, if you have kids and, you know, that really changes it as well. Obviously, then, you know, it kind of gives like the same yeah. circumstances as marriage where you're going to be willing to put in maybe more work than you would if you were um, just still dating. Yeah, that's true. Also... You know, we, we moved, I mean, again, we were married and we had a kid already when we did this, but we moved uh, from Massachusetts to North Carolina. I think a, a large jump like that is scary um, when you're not married. It's it's a bit... Yeah, it could be isolating um, yeah. when you get to a new place. Um, it's more of a leap of yeah. faith, I guess, in the other person. Um, you know, I mean... We got lucky with this move that, you know, we, we 
we're smart enough to to know that you know we could go home when we well, we could go to Massachusetts when we wanted to see people. Like that was part of the reason we moved here and so instead of somewhere further. And so we got lucky with that. But I think you know I don't know that in my thirties I would have moved seven hundred miles from my family without being married for you know for another person um i did you know i had done that in my 20s and it didn't work out great and so there was that but i think it makes it a situation where if you're moving for someone else when things aren't going right again like it's easy to blame that person they're the reason why i'm here right if you're not enjoying it you know i think we really have loved north carolina since we've been here um but definitely you know you go through spells where you know you maybe second guess and think like, oh, you know, I moved away from family, you know, yeah. you miss them. Yeah, we, I mean, we've been here five, almost five and a half years. It's long enough that I feel like we know that we like it here for real. Mm-hmm. Um, every time that you and I have discussed the possibility of moving back and just as a disclaimer to any family members that might be listening to this it isn't gonna happen um well never say never n- never i'm not hoping for it but i'm just saying like you know, never you don't know what will happen in but life. what i what i was gonna <laughs> say is at every time we've discussed it it has been in regards to somebody's health a family member being sick or or you know approaching that stage of life where do we want to spend more time and um, i think too you know and selfishly logan, i've said no to everything. yeah that's true but also like logan growing up with his cousins you know he really loves them all and um yeah he gets really excited to see them yeah but he also likes that i'm relatively happy person so that happens here and that's doesn't true massachusetts there's less stress here yeah yeah, and just seasonal depression and stuff, but that's a different podcast episode. So, um, so one thing I was gonna, I wanted to bring up, and I did not prep you for, so that I could get your honest thought on, was so there's like kind of a a, a meme right now about wives watching true crime and listening to true to true crime, and you know specifically, I think it's a lot of murder mystery stuff like like true crime murder mystery stuff and you don't really get into that and so my question for you on the record is is that because you're happy and you don't think about murdering me or is that so that you don't have a paper trail when you eventually do murder me (laughs) i would say that i'm someone who maybe fortunately and unfortunately when i watch you know scary movies and stuff like that like I enjoy them, and I think I used to like the thrill of them um, when I was in my 20s, but I don't like interrupting my sleep. That's and true. So I think that those type of, you know, podcasts and things, and I have listened to some of them. Um, I think, like, the mystery part of it is definitely interesting. Um, I'm forgetting the show now, but there was a show that we were watching um, on, I think, Apple TV. The one that... with the blind woman? With um, the guy from Father of the Bride. Oh, oh, um, Steve Martin. Yeah. The murder, only murders in this house? Yeah. Only murders in the building, this building. And I guess... Hulu. We haven't really fully gotten through it, so I can't say this for sure, but that's kind of like my happy medium of like, it's... A comedic More playful mystery. and fun than like gory. Um, yeah. So... 
that that's the reasoning why it doesn't really no no it <laughs> doesn't ju- really have to do with you <laughs> i just thought it was funny because it's like a big thing right now on you know we see, see all these uh instagram reels and, and memes and stuff about wives watching it and and you yeah don't. the real life stuff like really scares me i don't know why um i just good yeah good i'm glad that you don't want to murder me yeah yet or right at the moment i should say maybe not yet isn't the right word but at the moment i will say that i think as time goes on you definitely learn how to work together um a lot easier than it was in the beginning yeah so you know yeah i mean but we're also we're in a good we're we're both we've both grown a lot i mean we've been together 12 years now almost yeah and you know we were you were in your early 20s i was in my mid 20s and now i'm in my late 30s and you're almost in your mid 30s and we're you know we're just more mature when we're not being overwhelmed at least by constant noise i guess uh the the next question would be what do you think is the most important aspect of marriage or maybe what's the most important aspect to keep a good marriage um, I think finding interests that you both like, um, you know, whether, whether it be something as simple as like going for hikes or going on, you know, adventures or traveling. Yeah. Um, and also having some interests that are your own. Right. So that, you know, you, I don't think anyone can be your all. Um, I agree. I think we have a good balance. Um, cause we do spend a lot of time together compared to i think a lot of other couples and i mean that in a good way not in a complainy way but we also like you know once a week you take logan and disappear so i can record this and you know you go on girls weekends and i go on guys weekends and and so i think we have a good balance um especially you know on the average weekend we're in the car together for at least five or six hours and Logan kind of ignores us, you know. And uh, so I think it's just you and me, basically, a lot of the time. Yep. Um, the other thing I'd say is definitely communication. I know that just sounds like buzzwordy or what everybody says, but I think, you know, saying what you actually mean in the moment when something's bothering you, not just, you know, it may be like, loading or unloading the dishwasher but you know usually there's something else behind it or something else that bothered you that day and just not letting those turn into big things so let's get into the the i guess the structure of marriage a bit um so like well well i guess let's start off with one of the big things that i think you and i have been on the same page about since the beginning but it's something that like when i'm talking to friends and stuff that aren't married who are talking about getting married is like one of the big questions I ask people is like, do you want to get married or do you want to have a wedding? And I think that like there is a good amount of people who want a wedding and, and you know, I think ultimately like for me, the wedding was fun. I like, I liked our wedding, you know, a lot, but when I, you know, think about the wedding it's i'm not you're not replaceable in that equation it was you and then let's figure out the wedding not let's figure out the wedding and then chuck in the person that fills in the 
yeah the silhouette across the aisle from you right um and i think that you we've you know i think that we all know you know reality shows instagram stuff like that you you see enough people where you're like do you want to be married or do you want did you want to throw a really fancy party where you get to be a princess and i was really glad that you weren't like that um i didn't feel like that at any point and i remember saying to you a couple times during the like planning process like if you had like not like a threat like just kind of like an observation but like if you had been one of those people who was like what do they call it bridezilla yeah i, I would have walked and i would have had no second thoughts about walking because like i couldn't deal with that but part of the reason why i decided i think to marry you was because i knew you wouldn't be like that yeah i would say part of that for me at least was like i don't love being the center of attention yeah so i didn't like it wasn't like a that's why that's why she decided agreed to can't come on my podcast was uh, cuz she she loves being the center of attention. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. No, this was just like a when I was having everybody on, I I think you said something before I asked you. Yeah, I like remember. jokingly. Yeah. I feel like I do one... like it. I just don't like listening back to it. Yeah. Well, you don't have to listen to this episode. Yeah. You could just hit play so that it counts as a play and then turn the volume down. That's true. Not that that's what I do every week. Um, actually, I end up listening to each of these like four or five times while I'm editing and everything else. But Yeah. I think one of the things about the wedding that I maybe didn't appreciate as much back then, but I do now is, you know, with the pandemic and everything and not being able to see family as much as you wanted to. Um, I think, you know, it. I think for anyone who's getting married or will be getting married in the future i think don't underestimate like how that is a special day where literally everybody who supports you and loves you is there and hopefully will be there for you yeah um and don't forget to eat that is right that is my make sure you invite friends as well as family i think that's you know sometimes people are like oh you know they try to maybe not invite as many friends because they need to invite all the family and as much as you can, invite everybody that you want there. Yeah. My wor- my words of wisdom that I tell after I get through the do you want a marriage or do you want a wedding speech to people, my second words of wisdom when they've decided upon getting married is make sure you eat. I said it to Wes two weeks ago. Uh, I I It's literally like what I say to everybody. And um, I feel like you told me this, but the person that coordinated everything at our venue said that she has never seen a groom or bride, but I, I think I did it more than you did eat every single bite of food that was put at their place. Yeah. Until I was like May. too nervous to eat. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> Again, not wanting to be the center of attention. You yeah. know, it felt like I was like, I remember being mid speed, mid like conversation with people at the table, seeing that they were bringing out the next course and being like, I'll be right back. I do remember that. You being like, I'll be right back as we're going around to all the tables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Food food plays a heavy role in not only in our wedding, but I think in our marriage where you know that if I'm not, if I'm grumpy, it's time to feed me. Yeah. Or time to stop so that I can eat or whatever. And I think, 
I'm I'm a I'm the living embodiment of the Snickers commercial. And Sarah, before or right around the time we were getting married, used to say that to me all the time. Like, you need a Snickers. Yes. I guess um, my next question for you is like, what? So when 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 you're not sure. When we're in, a, I mean, we haven't had too many situations that I can think of, but like when you're in a situation where you need a role model or advice, who who do you look at or go to as far as mar- marriage role model and marriage advice? That's a good question. Um... For me, it's two separate answers. Okay. Because like I look at my parents' marriage as the role model. But I don't go to my parents because I think, and you and I are both pretty good about this. We don't talk, yeah, about problems with our families because we know that our families are going to take our sides. I mean, my dad probably wouldn't. Yeah, he's pretty honest. He's like me in that way. But you do kind of paint a picture of your spouse, and it's like, yeah, they said a crappy thing to me. I said a crappy thing to them. And now, like, if I tell that story to my parents, she looks like a monster. Or if you tell your parents, I look like a monster. And so we've kind of been really smart about that. So I do look right. at them as the as the person, you know, the, the, the couple to look at as a role model. But I don't, I, I legitimately can't think of anything that I've ever gone and asked my parents about. Unless it's, like, not something that's going to paint, you know, like, when you were having... Yeah, I never think I don't think I ever really got marriage advice. Yeah. But I but I'm saying like if you know I if you like I, I guess the person I probably call is Adam or Pat. Yeah. If I need like I don't know what to do. You know? And and I guess most of our stuff that doesn't come up very often because most of our stuff that I would ever call or ask people about is the more medical stuff when like Logan was born and so that I wouldn't think twice about asking my family about because that's not a ma- that's not really marriage stuff that's life stuff more so. Right. So I guess it doesn't come up, but I w- like if we had if we were having like a fight, the person that I would contact would be Adam or Pat. It wouldn't be family. And also because Adam and Pat 100% would not think Mike's right, Sarah's wrong. They would probably f- tend to f- to favor you over me and so sometimes you need that perspective but i also don't want i can't call like your friends to 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 ask because your friends will also say sarah's right mike's wrong i think the the moral of this little story is that uh everyone thinks i'm wrong uh <laughs> even though i'm always right no. but that's uh, sorry so i just wanted to give you my idea so that you could you know my separate people yeah to that Separate answers to that question. Yeah. Um, I would probably talk to, you know, my two best friends. Um, or my sister, probably. Yeah. Um, but as far as a, as a couple that you model, that you think is the ideal couple, or the couple that you would like to be? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that's one of my things, is that... Um, I learned this or like early on, like I would have like a mentor or a role model. Um, and you know, you try to like idolize, not idolize, but you know, like they're the example to follow to your point. Um, and yeah. I've done that. Like, and I think it's mostly been like professionally, you know, 
and then something could happen, you know, along the way where maybe they're not as good as you thought they were, or they do something that you really don't, uh, agree with and they don't align with your values. And I think, um, that causes like more, uh, more confusion on like what you really should do. Um, so I think, you know, you can take bits and pieces from here and there. Um, I think like one of my best friend's parents, you know, they're really best friends. They love like being together. They go on their day trips together. Um, yeah, they have always seemed really happy. Yeah. They've, you know, I'm sure that they have things maybe that I don't know about that they fight about because I think everybody fights. Um, yeah. And I've, you know, I think if you're not fighting, there's also an issue because then you'll be like not caring about things that do bother you. Cause I'm sure, you know, if you're yeah. just kind of like being complacent or coasting through, you know, there's something going on bigger that you need to kind of like yeah. look at. Um, but yeah, I would say that was one thing I learned definitely very early twenties. Um, I had someone that was like a manager, who I was working with and after, um, you know, he was no longer there, you know, he asked me to do something that I really wasn't comfortable with. And from then on, I think I learned that like, no, really no one's perfect. Yeah. Um, and I, I would say, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, like in my twenties things, you know, even when you're a kid, I think even more so everything's just so like, this is right. This is wrong. You know, yeah. There's clear division on any particular issue that you're thinking about. And as you get into your 30s, you know, I think when you're, if you're trying to look at a couple as your role model. Um, yeah. I, I guess not, role model is not. all good. Yeah. Role model isn't, I guess I don't mean it in like a, you emulate them individual or them, them specifically, but you just think that they've figured it out mostly kind of thing like so i i I have another couple example i'm not going to say their names okay but uh two of your friends that we really like that you were in their wedding i think are a really great example of like the perfect supportive couple do you know who i'm talking about or no yeah i think so yeah it was down here in north carolina okay yeah yeah um and they're like i think a really great example of of like supporting each other just going on adventures together like loving life together and i you know so i like i don't i wouldn't emulate i'm not trying to emulate when i say role no, model i'm just no, trying to think that either admiring like in a qualities. way that yeah and then you say oh this is something i could learn from them yeah like yeah, and I not think... i can't learn from everything from anybody but i can learn something from everybody and and that's kind of something that i think we should learn in every walk of life not just marriage but like you can learn from young people old people smart people dumb people good people bad people but i also think like when you see a, a couple that you really think are good together you say okay well, what are they doing that's working am i doing something wrong or you know you just kind of like you're constantly i i think you know i mean a part of this whole idea of this podcast is like the, the concept of self-examination and hopefully growth self-growth you know, yeah. and so I think like nothing is perfect, so therefore we can always get better. So that's how I look at it. Um, I guess 
in the last few years, I think, um, as you get like more comfortable with yourself in your thirties and being who you are, you look more inward at how you can be better than mm-hmm. looking outward. Yeah, that's true. Um, one thing I think is, uh, that I've all, that always used to drive me nuts when, before I met you, but also when I met you and we were newly dating and stuff is I hate when people are, whether it's a couple or even of an individual, when people are assuming that because they've lived longer or they've been together longer, that they are, they, they have some secret you don't have. Um, best example I can think of is Thomas the Tank Engine. And when he told us like, we could come look at his house to see if it was something we might like someday. Uh, we call him Thomas. This is a, a former friend's ex-boyfriend who we had, we got stuck on this like crappy double date with. And he was, and we, we had been together. We were probably already engaged at that point. I would assume. Yeah. We were definitely living together. I think we were engaged and, we call him Thomas the Tank Engine because his face was perfectly round, but he was like obnoxious and he was three years older than me. He wasn't like 50 or 60 when I was 27 or eight. Right. Uh, and I just think about, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that with couples though, too, where it's like, oh, we've been together 30, 40, 50, 60 years. So we're automatically better. And it's like, or you're more stubborn. And just, or, you know, like you decided, you know, I feel like I've seen couples that have been together five, six years that are great. And then you see couples that are together a long time and you're like, well, well, you're both miserable people, like, and you're stubborn. And so, like, I don't like the idea of just because you've been doing marriage longer or you've been living life longer that you think you're better. That's why, like, I... Well, I think... There's also, like, good spots and bad spots. True. Know? And there's yeah. times where there's a lot of, you know, maybe there's a lot of stress from work or stress from kids, stress from money. Yeah. Um, those are, like, obviously the big three that, you know, are usually putting pressure oh, absolutely. on relationships. And I think... Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. I'm yeah. not trying... I, I'm i just... I always... I, I remember when I was in, in college the first time, there was this guy. He had been with his girlfriend since they were, like, sophomores in high school maybe um and he was an asshole and she was like he was an asshole but he was also like fairly um misogynist not misogynistic in the way like we think of more in the like trad wife style like he wanted a trad wife traditional wife and he was just like real gross about it and he would always talk talk down to everybody about and it's like yeah when you started dating when you were 15 so like it doesn't count i used to just say that to him and it would piss him off and i just remember being like you're being a real dick like yeah. just stop and i feel like at every walk of every every moment so that was 19 years ago that i met that guy and every 4 to 5 years since I have met somebody who fills that role of just like, I've been doing this the longest, so fuck you. I, I'm awesome at this. And I just yeah. hate that. And when it comes to relationships, yeah, I would agree. It, it's and then, even yeah. more annoying. Like, it's one thing you expect it. You just expect somebody who's older to think they know more about life. And there is some legitimacy, I guess, to that. But, but when it comes to relationship cockiness, it's so 
so frustrating. So like I try not to do that to other people. Like when oh, definitely. Um, and I think you don't want to. You don't want to sound like that. No. And I don't think anyone can be an expert yeah. because all that really matters is the two of you. Yeah. I and especially don't want to be talking shit about how great our marriage is, and then when you when you murder me, like we were talking about before, have people be like, <laughs> oh, I guess it wasn't going that great. But I, I, I just think that, like, with marriage, it's, it's so individual, it's, well, not individualistic, it's individual to the couple. It's so specific. You know, I told you about, uh, there was an article years ago that I read that was talking about, uh, it was talking about, I can't remember if it was cheaters or polyamorous people in Hollywood. And the example that they used in this particular spot was Will Smith and Jada. And they said, uh, they're talking about, they were definitely, they were referring to polyamory in this section of it. And then they said, uh, but one thing's for sure, there's definitely been cheating. And it's like, if they're polyamorous, they haven't been cheating. And I think that that made me, that was the thing in my head where it clicked, where it was like, everybody has different rules. And that's like, the, the idea of cheating is you're breaking the rules. And so like, if you're Kirk Cameron, you don't even kiss other women when you're acting, but other actors would think nothing of that as a mm-hmm. thing. So like, it's just where you set your own rules. And, and I think that because in so many ways, we as a society think like the way I do things is the right way that marriage has become a huge version of that. And, you know, we, you and I have a pretty traditional marriage in a lot of ways, yeah. but like not because we wanted to be traditional, just because it, it worked out like yeah. that way. And I think, you know, there's sometimes a lot of pressure on like being a 50, 50 household. Now yeah. that like most families, you know, both parents work or both spouses work. Um, Do we consider ourselves a 50, 50 household? I think so, yeah. I mean, I think that you're my sugar mama, and I just work for play money. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've been telling everybody at work, and I said true. it in front of your father. Yeah. And so I think that it's now officially on the record. Yeah. I think, <laughs> uh, you know, finance is probably a whole own thing with relationships, and I think that's something where it's just, you've got to be personally... Um, comfortable with the situation mm-hmm. i think you know for me something that was always important was not ever giving up my own financial freedom right um, and same for you like yeah that's been fine i mean they say that the i think it's the number one thing that couples argue about is finances yeah and i can feel that <laughs> but yeah. like I mean, ultimately, until we get it, you know, until we it, get rich, yeah. like you're not like it is the number one factor in a lot of ways in your life. Just like if if I wasn't if you and I weren't together, my finances would be a huge stressor for me, regardless of being with you or not being with you. Those are going to be an issue, and so it's that's part of why I think it is because it's something that. It is a stressor, and then you've got two people trying to figure out how to do it, not just one person trying to figure out how to spend their money. Yeah, and you always but, want to be fair, but, you yeah. know, and supportive Yeah, of what both of you want to do. Like, your Corvette, you know, is an example of something that's not a necessity, 
But you can't live your life only ever focusing on necessities and no fun. Right. Because it's just, you know, it makes work, like, unenjoyable. Yeah. I could definitely make the argument that my Corvette is a necessity. Yeah. It makes me feel alive. Uh, exactly. That's yeah. my point. Um, <laughs> but I think, uh, do you have any last thoughts before we go to the the final question that I've asked all my guests? Sure. Um. Just that, you know, obviously we're not experts on this topic. Yeah. Um, and, I think... of course, you know, we're still finding our way. I've, I've heard, you know, seven years in is sometimes difficult. And I think statistically, I think like 15 years is also a big year where people maybe decide to like not be together anymore. Um, I wonder. Sorry. I just want to. I have never heard that before you just said that. Yeah. But that kind of makes sense in a way that i wonder if it is people who stay together for their kids like let's say you following a semi-traditional time frame like what i what my parents did so we'll say what i consider traditional you get married two years in you have a first kid let's say two years in you have or two years after that you have a second kid so you're now four years down the road so by the time you're hitting 15 years your your younger kid is 11 and the idea of getting having two separate households becomes like obviously it's always going to be there's going to be some version of of trauma or mental health that needs to be focused on when it comes to children but is the logistics of it are like you know if if for example you want to like put your kid on a plane a th- uh, 13 and an 11 year old you can bring them right to the gate you're not worried about yeah. them. So like if you're if you're getting, you know, if you're divorced, if you're staying married for the kids, that becomes the first natural jumping off point, which is weird. Like, but I know at least one couple that waited until their kid was an adult to, to get divorced. And so I think that that is probably fairly common because people, you know, they stay married for the kids. So I think to some extent that probably wears off once a kid hits an age, a certain age. Yeah. But not not to just throw in another thought, but I think that's another thing that's super important is like you continue dating your spouse and you also don't make the kids really like number one. Yeah. Like they're obviously a huge priority, but you have to like love each other first. And if you guys can, you know, yeah, I, think... I, I half agree with you. I definitely agree on the dating your spouse. And and I think we've done a great job with that. Um, one, one fight that we got into when you were pregnant with Logan, and I think since then you've, you've agreed with me, but like you, when you were pregnant with Logan, you said, are you going to love the baby more than you love me? And I said, yeah. And you got, (laughs) and you got really upset and, you know, and probably partly hormonal upset, I would have guessed. Um, and, uh, and then you said how, how, you know, why or whatever. And I said, cause the baby like I, my kid, there is no option that I can think of that my kid can do something where they shut off the love in in, in me. Whereas there, yeah. you know, I, I I now knowing you for as long as I know you, I I would be one hundred percent surprised if you didn't if I ever fell out of love with you because because the things that would make that happen would be violence of some kind and. There is not any violence that I'm, you know, in you 
I've literally never seen you be violent towards anything. Um, and I, you know, and it wouldn't be violence towards me. It would be violence towards somebody else, you know, kids probably or whatever. But yeah. so that was, that's the one thing I just, I, it's not that I, I, I think in a lot of ways you have to prioritize your love for your, your spouse, yeah. but as long as I think there's just some, I, I think uh trap sometimes is like putting your kids in the front seat and your, your relationship's kind of more in the back. Seat. Oh yeah. And like, you do, you know, you put, you obviously you put your heart and soul into raising them and you do everything for them. But I think just being conscious that there is a balance there, like yeah. your kids are eventually going to not like you when they're teenagers yeah. and then they're going to, you know, want to go out on their own. Yeah, and then that's true. you guys are still together yeah. after that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think in, I can picture in 10 to 15 years still like you still liking me and me still liking you but i think that there's going to be a huge period of time in there where logan does not like one or both of us in that that so like that is a thing that you have to kind of get in touch with is like the childhood it's so phase based and marriage has in a, I mean, I guess marriage can have phases, but it's in a much smaller, less shifting way. It's more fluid than, you know, I picture a 13-year-old, Dad, God. Like, yeah. I mean, I think, like, I think I knew that our son is six. So I think I knew that, you know, six-year-olds, like, they kind of get that attitude or they at least are testing their attitude and yeah. seeing what they can get away from it with. And, um we're definitely starting to like see the little attitude or like, mm. you know, like he jokes like that. He's like, he corrected me or whatever, something I said wrong. You know, I said like a different name of a character and he's like, Oh mom. Like, and I'm like, all right, like this is like a preview. Yeah. Like, or already. I called, I called the little yogurt smoothie this morning, a, a yogurt. And, and you said, Oh, don't say that in front of him. It's a smoothie. Yeah. But yeah. He's... And it's like, you know, he's gotta be, cool at school and you know he's got to put on yeah that kind of vibe i guess now yeah all right so unless you have anything else i have you know my last question right yeah so my last question for new listeners is this is the question i ask all my guests and it is to kind of get an idea of of who our guest is and that is what joke or impression, what, you know, thing making fun of you in your life have you found the most amusing? Um, well, this is like, I don't know. I think it's, you do the impression because that's, you know, one thing I think is like, a, I guess one of the things I like about our relationship is like, we make each other laugh. Yeah. And, we're, and so. And we give it, we give each other a lot of shit in a fun way. Like. Yeah. When I when I asked you before I started recording today, I I thought I knew what it was going to be, and because because we were being lazy because we have the day off and I and we were waiting to record and I had said I said because Sarah and I used to have a podcast uh, three years ago or yeah. so, uh, and 
we would record late at night because that's when Logan would go to sleep. And so we were recording at like 11, 1130 and Sarah would lay down and I'd have like the microphone aimed in front of her face and I'd have to wake her up (laughs) middle of the podcast. And so I kept joking that I was going to have to do that today, but I got her a stool. You'll see if you, if you've looked on our Instagram account, by the time this goes up, there should be a picture of her in the stool. Um, but yeah, that's to me. I thought that was going to be it because I was giving her so much crap about that. But, but it's actually a specific one that you do, and it's like you know, with me with my two best friends when we hang out, and it's like, oh, Sarah, Sarah. Well, that's more an impression of them because they always say that. But like, my favorite is that's one of the ones I think. I guess of. when like you reading like the text messages oh out God. loud when like because we I say LOL a lot and they go ha ha. So, like, you'll read these in the car, like, you know, and your sense of humor <laughs> oh. is, like, super dry. And, like, so you'll be, like, straight face and be yeah. like, ha, 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 ha. Like, yeah, I read it like a stenographer to her sometimes, like, it, so that she's not reading her texts while, she, you know, so she's driving. Sarah drives all the time. That's, or most of the time in our I relationship. Love and so when she, when her friends are having a conversation, in order for her to participate, sometimes I read the text so I can respond. And my tech, and I read it as dry as humanly possible on purpose because it makes it so much more bizarre. Because it'll be like, "I just got pumpkin spice lattes, haha," and and then "lol, they're so good, that's amazing, lol, haha." And you'll like do like descriptive like yeah. laughing, crying emoji or yeah. heart eye emoji. Yeah, which I don't know. I just find it super amusing. So yeah. it is kind of making fun of me, and yeah, yeah. But yeah. So far, I'm trying to think, but I think most of the people that I've had on the podcast when I've asked this question, the joke has been something I've made fun of them for. I know it was with Adam. Yeah. So. I, I think for the most part, you're not mean about it because I am like you're pretty sen- sensitive. Yeah. Um, so I think you do it in a way that is like welcoming them in and it's more in like a hey, let's be friends and have fun more than, like, Yeah, I also, just... I'm pretty good at knowing people's limits. Like, I know people don't think that, but as far as, like, giving... Like, I don't give crap to people who can't take crap. Yeah. So. For the most part. For the most part. I'm... My dad a little bit. Like, you love giving him crap, but... Oh, but your dad... Get, like, your dad... Your dad can dish it out, but he can't it. really take it. Right. So I'm trying to get him better at taking it. Yeah. But yes, I get... Yeah. yeah yeah all right um do you have anything i know you don't have anything to plug but is there any parting thoughts or anything you'd like to say it doesn't have to be on the topic of this episode um this is the spot where if you were another podcaster or creator you would plug your thing but yeah you're not so i would just say happy birthday because today is your birthday thank you yeah um, that's how I got her on the podcast. This is my birthday present, getting her on the podcast. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, so I'm going to say goodbye, everybody. And I would like, uh, if you would give us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening and, you know, obviously five stars is better. Um, and if you subscribe, go back and listen to some of the other episodes. Uh, I think we've been, I've been getting some really good feedback from the people who are listening. And I think, you know, it's, it obviously helps every episode that you you listen to and so i uh, i will i will talk to you all next week on the next episode <laughs>